Christos Anesti, Alethos Anesti. Christ is risen, Alleluia. He is risen indeed, Alleluia. Resurrection blessings to all of you on this second Sunday of Easter. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice, Alleluia. This Sunday of Easter celebrates an entirely new possibility for human living, the hope of a transformation to live the divinity of Jesus Christ. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit that the risen Jesus breathes on his church, may each of us graciously respond to his invitation to live more deeply his passion, death, and glorious resurrection and ascension and be drawn into loving communion with God our Father. You are listening to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast pondering patristic commentary and insight on the sacred scriptures, the sacred liturgy, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast on this most holy and glorious day, Easter, the second Sunday. Guiding us today in opening the Word of God once again is the revered doctor of the church, St. Peter Chrysologus, who died in the year 450. As Archbishop of Ravenna, he was a zealous pastor and gifted preacher who contributed significant insights to the Nicene-Constantinopolean creed, defending the true divinity and true humanity of the divine person, Jesus. And now, from St. Peter Chrysologus, an excerpt from his 11th Sermon on the Resurrection, Sermon 84. But when Thomas had heard from his fellow disciples that they had seen the Lord, he responded, Unless I see the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I shall not believe. Why does Thomas seek this kind of basis for faith? Why is he so harsh in his investigation of the resurrection of one who suffered with such loving devotion? Why does the hand of a faithful disciple in this fashion retrace those wounds which an unholy hand inflicted? Why does the hand of a dutiful follower strive to reopen the side which the lance of an unholy soldier pierced? Why does the harsh curiosity of a servant repeat the tortures imposed by the rage of persecutors? Why is a disciple so inquisitive about proving from his torments that he is the risen Lord, from his pains that he is God, and from his wounds that he is the heavenly physician? The power of the devil has crumbled. 
the prison of hell has been thrown open, the shackles of the dead have been broken, the graves of those who have risen have been torn asunder. On account of the Lord's resurrection, the whole condition of death has been rendered insignificant. The stone has been rolled back from that most sacred tomb of the Lord. The linen cloths have been taken off, and death has fled before the glory of the risen one. Life has returned, and flesh has arisen, incapable of further harm. So why, Thomas, do you alone, a little too clever a sleuth for your own good, insist that only the wounds be brought forward in testimony to faith? What if these wounds had been made to disappear with the other things? What a peril to your faith would that curiosity have produced? Do you think that no signs of his devotion and no evidence of the Lord's resurrection could be found unless you probed with your hands his inner organs, which had been laid bare in such a way by the cruelty of crucifixion? Brothers, his devotion sought these things. His dedication demanded them so that in the future, not even godlessness itself would doubt that the Lord had risen. But Thomas was curing not only the uncertainty of his own heart, but also that of all human beings. And since he was going to preach this message to the Gentiles, his conscientious investigator was examining carefully how he might provide a foundation for the faith needed for such a mystery. Certainly at issue is the prophecy more than hesitation. For why would he be seeking such things unless he had come to know by the prophetic spirit that the only reason that the Lord had kept the wounds was as evidence of his resurrection? And so, the request that he made because he was late was something that in the end he provided spontaneously for others. Jesus came, it says, and stood in their midst and showed them his hands and his side. For he who had entered through locked doors and was understandably thought by his disciples to be a spirit could prove to them in such doubt that he was himself in no other way than by the very suffering of his body, by the very marks of his wounds. And so he came and said to Thomas, Take your finger and examine my hands, and put your hand into my side, so that these wounds which you are opening and which have already shed water for the baptismal bath and blood for the redemption of humanity, may inundate the whole world with the faith. Thomas said in response, My Lord and my God.
Let the heretics come and listen. As the Lord had said, Let them not be unbelievers, but believers. Notice that not only his human body, but also the excruciating sufferings of his body endured in punishment show that Christ is God and Lord, as Thomas proclaimed. And truly, he is God, who comes to life out of death, who rises up from his wounds, and who, even though he has endured such great and terrible things, lives and reigns God forever and ever. Amen. St. Peter Chrysologus, pray for us. Let us pray. God of everlasting mercy, who in the very recurrence of the Paschal Feast kindle the faith of the people you have made your own, increase, we pray, the grace you have bestowed that all may grasp and rightly understand in what font they have been washed, by whose spirit they have been reborn, by whose blood they have been redeemed. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever, the Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. <laughs>